everybody and welcome to another episode of trust your board podcast my name is steven wright joined by mr william monroe will welcome to the uh, last waiver show of the year last waiver show of the year uh coming off of most people's semifinals weeks unfortunately it's not looking so hot for our uh, dynasty team we need a miracle of miracles but have one of the four teams that i was still alive in um looks like it's going to advance and one that i've got a, a slim hope but a better hope than than you and i jointly have yes thank you uh Devontae adams for that uh that's rough man although the team we're playing you know put up a, a pretty high score you know above average so yeah, it was mostly uh, CD Lamb score on his end. Yeah. CD Lamb and Justin Jefferson. That's about the entirety of his team, I think. Yeah, what one forty and in, in you know a league where usually one thirty ish is kind of what you're aiming for to get it done. Yeah, yeah, and like we were talking like it several times, we were projected to win, um, and it wasn't really until. Uh, might have been like the end of the Dallas game, and then obviously the the Raiders game really sunk us. Um, yeah, we needed Dak to not go to CD Lamb nearly as much as he yeah, did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Latavius Murray hurt too. Um, yeah, yeah, a couple of letdowns there, but you know it had a chance. Yeah, but you know, unfortunately, yeah, a couple of the guys that we were banking on did not follow through. We would have been better off putting Greg Dorch in. Yeah, to, uh, as crazy as it sounds, he had a game. I did not remember we still had. Um, yeah. Everything else, we, we were right. The Tom Brady decision, we made the right call on that one. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's just one of the situations where really nothing more you could have done. You weren't going to start Greg Dorch. Like, we could have done that, but nobody realistically was going to do that. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, what can you do, I guess? Yeah, well, we will see. Should be an interesting off season here if we uh, follow through on our plans here for a uh, fire sale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll we'll see how it goes. It'll be fun. Mm-hmm. It'll be fun. But uh, we got to jump into waivers, um, which kind of isn't a waiver show so much as it is like a start sit kind of a situation. <laughs> and uh, yeah, the guys that are left, you're not looking long term. It's you know, do you like the matchup this week? How bad do you need them? You know, drop the rest of your fab on whoever and go from there, right? Yeah, yeah, at this point. Yeah, it's tough. Um, you do have, uh, again, several pretty good options at the running back position for once. Um, yeah, all uh, at that 50% mark or less, surprisingly. Yeah, yeah. Um, Tyler Algier, we got on here, rostered 49%. So right at that 50-50 mark, but he's got Arizona. So that's got to be, is he the top of your list or... I think so, the way he's been playing. A um, couple other guys here that are pretty close, but I think he's kind of locked into the 1A, uh, I want to say, or at least as close as it's going to get out of this bunch, whereas most of the rest of these are 1Bs that still have a pretty good upside. But I think you know he's been getting the work. The team likes him. He's a rookie that's producing early. You know, all that just kind of plays into his favor here. Yeah, agreed. Um, he's a, definitely the top option. I'm wondering what your second option is. I'm assuming we got James Cook here, 52% rostered for Cincinnati. Um, Chuba, 38% at Tampa. I'm assuming it's one of those two. Yeah, Gus isn't too far off, 41% rostered, but going up against Pittsburgh, it's a night game, and I think we probably see it bounce maybe a little back toward J.K. Dobbins. But you know, this last week, 
Edwards had a little more efficiency, you know, behind him, and maybe it was more of like a hot hand thing that they were rolling with. Uh, for me, I think it's Chuba. Uh, just the team, you know, knows their identity, how they want to win, and, and that's by giving the ball to the running backs and running the ball. And both him and Foreman have been doing well. Uh, and you know, roster ship wise, he's more widely available. So I think he's definitely someone that's going to be, you know, on some championship winning teams. He's going to get the ball. Uh, obviously, we'll hope for some efficiency with him. Tampa's defense isn't bad, uh, but they haven't really played. You know, you know, played super well against good offenses. You know, you, you held Arizona to 16 points, but I think you probably were banking on doing that. So, yeah, it, it's interesting. Well, we'll have to wait and see, but I think Algier and Chuba would be the two I'd be looking at. Yeah, same. Um, Cook could be very good, but maybe not at the same time. Like, he's he's where we roll the dice, but I think the next, like, there's a tear break here, right? Um, I think um, for Cook. Um, again, he's got the highest rostered ship. Not that it's that far different from Algier, but 52%. Um, other options we mentioned here, Will, we got Gus Edwards, um, Kenny Gainwell, Royce Freeman. Uh, any interest in any of those? Or I guess you have um, to have interest if you need Gus, a running back. Yeah. Yeah. If you need a running back, I think Gus is probably the one there because he's closest to a 1B. Gainwell, you know, not bad. He's probably more of your passing down guy. Um, he'll have a good amount of targets. You know, I think he finished decent, uh, the de- decently in the target picture here, but you know, probably not going to get a ton of carries. So you're banking um, on say, you know, maybe a situation where the Eagles need to throw the ball more and see if they get back Jalen Hurts and if the you know, I don't know that New England or. New Orleans is going to be able to score many points. So I don't know that the game script's going to be there for him, um, but I guess it's possible. So you'd have to wait and see, but I think, yeah, it's probably Gus clearly had a game well and, and Freeman. Yeah, that's, uh, that's my take too. Freeman, just a last resort kind of option. Um, but yeah, Gus clearly um, above Mr. Gainwell there, but, the more difficult one to get, you know, he's he's only gonna be out there for sixty percent of you. He's gonna his fab's gonna go for a lot. So, you know, Gainwell might be that free, you know, one or two fab situation, right? Yes. And at this point, you know, I think all these guys are, you know, probably worth throwing in if you really need to, especially on the Gainwell and the Freeman side. But you're dropping all your fab, you're not, you know, saving it unless it's like a dynasty league where you're rolling some of it over into the uh to the off season. You know, I think you're pretty much banking on dropping all of it. Okay, we'll move on to the wide receivers here, Will. Um, got a whole list. You know, who are your top – who is the guy you want on our list here if you uh, if you need a wide receiver for the week? Yeah, I think it's John Dotson for me. He's clearly been worked in and is you know, efficient with his targets as well. Looks to be worth the first-round pick that I think a lot of people were questioning – him with you, you had some studs with the first, you know, NFL first round, and, and he was kind of the odd man out of you know what people were imagining was going to be there. Uh, but he proved it. He, he looks like he can definitely play in this league, and he's going up against Cleveland at home. I think Washington, you know, they need to win to stay alive here in the playoff race. So he'd be my top guy. <clears throat> you have some guys coming back from injuries, some guys um, that you know. Lower names, but have been doing okay. 
But, you know, Drake London is probably the only other one that's interesting here, but he's 60% rostered, so probably not available very often. Uh, but he got all the targets that I think were really available there. So they'd be my top two with London, you know, caveat, 60% rostered. You're probably not seeing him any places. Dotson's still 23% rostered. So I think he's definitely my top guy to go after here. Yeah, agreed, 100%. Um, a lot of the other ones are just are very difficult to trust. Um, Hodgins, with the, he's a giant, right? Um, yeah, Hodgins and James both had solid weeks. Um going up here. Yeah, Hodgins um, coming off of I think like good games. Three of four weeks or four or five weeks. He's he's been really good. Um but a lot of those weeks is relying on a touchdown. He'll get, you know, four receptions for thirty yards and it's a touchdown. So, you know, he ends up in double digits and it looks okay, but without the touchdown it looks real bad. So it's not gonna be a you know, a high yardage kind of situation. Um, but he's hot right now. Um, only 2% rostered. I would probably take a shot on him, you know, just going through the rest of the list. I think I'd take a shot on him before James Dorch Renfro and Dobbs. Maybe how's Dobbs been doing? He's a person I haven't heard of in a while. He just came off. I think this is his, Second game back, maybe even his first game back. Um, second game, and yeah, yeah second game because last week is kind of really what hurt Christian Watson. Um, and speaking of hurt Christian Watson, we do see he's injured and may not play this week, so that could help the uh, you know efficiency and target share there for Dobbs. Um, five five catches, five targets, fifty five yards, week fifteen, and then six targets, three catches, thirty six yards. So it hasn't gotten in the end zone, but. Uh, has gotten some targets at least, and you expect that may go up with Christian Watson. Yeah, yeah, that's very true. Um, so that could be a, a big win for him. But um, at the same time, who knows? You know, Packers haven't been very consistent. Um, Dobbs at times without Watson was great, and at times didn't really do a lot. So hard to say. Um, anyone else out of that grouping? The the Chark, you know, Renfro, Dorch, Richie James. Any of those interest you at all, or? I guess of that group, Ren- we had to pick somebody. Who yeah, pick. I don't know. I mean, I guess Dortz is interesting, but I think maybe that was more just because he had a little more familiarity with a third-string quarterback. When you have what I think like, people are expecting, Colt McCoy back under center, you probably have maybe a little more of that go toward those top receivers. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I mean, Renfro is interesting, but I think maybe more from like a dynasty perspective, it's good to see him back on the field and... and looking like himself. Uh, but I don't know that you can really trust him here in this situation, unfortunately. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, maybe Richie James, probably Dobbs would be the ones I'd be looking at out of the rest of that bunch there. Yeah, probably the same for me. Um, it's kind of a weird situation where I, you know, I trust like a the running backs more than a lot of the wide receivers we got here, which is weird for this late in the season, but yeah, that's kind of where we're at. Um, if we're looking at tight ends here, if you had um, Greg Dolchich or just you, you've been streaming in general. Um, we got Tyler Higby here, 65% rostered at the chargers. Um, Taysom Hill, the, the gamble that he always is 55% at Philly. Um, Juwan Johnson, uh, 31% at Philly. And Noah Fant, 24% versus the Jets. Um, anyone jumping out at you here? 
Mm, probably Johnson or Fan. I mean, Higby Higby coming off of a huge game, but I don't know that I can trust him to run that back. Unfortunately, um, I don't think you're going to get as big of a game um, for Hill against the Eagles at home. We'll see what the weather looks like, I guess. But I think a lot of that was due to the weather, him getting a lot of carries. So I'm not expecting a ton out of him. Um, so I think Johnson or, or Noah Fant would be the two that I'd go after. And they're both pretty low roster ships. So both on situations where teams have to win in order to stay in the races. Um, so I think those would be the two guys I'd be focusing on. Yeah, I agree. Um, Johnson would probably be number one, even though he had a down week. He's been good this year. Um, be real interesting to see what happens with his draft next year. Whether he just disappears or... Yeah, you know, I guess it really depends on what they're going to do at you know the quarterback position and what happens with that team in general. But um, it'll be interesting to see what happens with him. But he would be top of my list. Um, probably Higby second. The others, I don't know. I mean, Taysom, if you're at a hole, you know, if you're <laughs> if you're looking at those projections, you believe those projections, and you're going to lose by like twenty points, then I guess Taysom's the one you roll with because mm-hmm. he has those freak games. But um, you know. Prepare for the one or two points too <laughs> that could uh, that could come from him. Uh, yeah, moves us into the streaming section. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're if you're streaming at the quarterback position, um, we got some names here that would uh, that would look interesting on a uh, championship title. We have uh, Mister Purdy, yeah, thirty six percent rostered at Vegas. Mike White back again, seventeen percent at Seattle. Mac Jones eighteen percent versus the Dolphins and Baker. I wrote once wrote him in his rookie year to a championship 9% mm-hmm. at the Chargers. Yeah, some interesting options. Um, you know, outside of Baker, all these teams are playing either to make the playoffs or for seeding. So you have offenses that are no, none of them are checked out just yet. Um Hardy's interesting because of the matchup. It's great against Vegas. I uh, obviously you want to make sure all of the weapons around him are healthy. Uh, Debo is dealing with a nagging injury, if I remember correctly. I think everyone else was okay. Did did he, I don't have anywhere. Did he end up playing this week? Uh, Debo, I do not believe so. I didn't get to see any of the uh, game, but I thought he was going to be out. Let me double check. Yeah, he was out. Okay, so we'll see if he comes back, but I think it's a really good matchup against Vegas. It's going to be indoors, so you're not going to have to really worry about weather there. Um but it's going to be a situation where you know they're going to have to rely on the run game and, and short passes, if anything. Um, you know, we'll see if he unloads a few. So I think, you know, we'll see what the injury report looks like throughout the week. But I think Mike White is probably my favorite of the bunch, um, with Purdy just slowly behind him. I I think I flip him. I think I would take Purdy just a bit over Mike White. Uh, Baker and Mac Jones are just not super interested at all. Um, yeah, I think I would just rather have the 49ers at my back with Purdy than Mike White. Um, both perfectly capable of, you know, winning the game, but only getting whatever 11 fantasy points or something like that. Um, both capable of putting up, you know, strong performances as well as we've seen out of both of them. But I think I'm going to lean Purdy here. Um, but I, again, if you like Mike White, like you do, I have no issue with that really. Some interesting options here on the defensive end, Steve. Uh, I've got a couple that are well within our roster limitations. 
We've got the Jaguars, 17% rostered at the you know, upstart Texans here, who are playing much better as of late. We've got the Rams, 34% rostered versus, I'm sorry, uh, Rams versus the Chargers. So, Ram, or, I'm sorry, that's supposed to be Chargers defense, 34% rostered versus the Rams. Don't think you'd want to play the Rams there against the, the Chargers offense. You got the Commanders, 27% rostered versus Cleveland. We've got Cardinals and Falcons going against each other there in Atlanta. Cardinals 19% rostered, Falcons 3% rostered. So we'll see, you know, from a quarterback perspective, you know, the Falcons one I think maybe is only interesting if you still have Trace McSorley under center. Um, the offense really wasn't able to move the ball very well. If that's not the case, probably not you know, much of an option there. But any interest in, in any of these teams? Uh, not the bottom two. I'm going to stay away from the Cardinals and the Falcons. Um, but of the, the rest, uh, I guess it would be Jacksonville. It's somewhat worrisome because, like you said, Houston's been suddenly looking like a better team. Um, but Jaguars are pushing to the playoffs. You know, they're getting better and better. So I would like to think that they're going to come out ahead. Um, commanders are kind of interesting. Um, but I think I am personally sticking with the, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Or how about you? Yeah, I think it's the Jaguars, maybe the Chargers, because it's, you know, home game for both teams, really. They play in the same stadium there. Um, the Rams are playing better, for sure. Uh, but I think the Chargers need it more. So that's interesting. I think you probably got to roll with the Chargers here, though, and just really hope that the uh, Texans finally come back to earth a little bit here. Yeah, very fair, very fair. Uh, well, hey, well, that's going to wrap up the final waiver show of the year. Um, so tune in on Thursday for the Start Sit show. Uh, last one of those for the year, and then we'll be wrapping up and yeah. back on mock season, huh? Yeah, mock season, and, and then prior to the NFL draft, getting ready for uh, rookie drafts as yeah, well. There's, there's lovely predictions we make every year that mm-hmm. complete mess. <laughs> yeah. By the end of the year, look foolish usually. Yeah, yeah, but we'll be at it again. Um, so, yeah, uh, best of luck with your waivers. Uh, we'll see you on Thursday with the start sit. Until then, trust your board. <laughs>